Alright, this is <laughs> This is the podcast for uh, from Dylan Allen for the Mind and Knowledge class. Uh, I have my buddy Brandon here. What's going on? <laughs> uh, yo man, tell me about yourself. <laughs> um Brandon, um I am I don't, um, you know, I'm 25 years old, you know. What do you do for work? What do you do for work? Oh, I am a, currently I'm an assistant manager at Huhut Mongolian Grill. Oh, yeah. But I have been doing hibachi for like six years, so cooking hibachi is my forte. <clears throat> do you have any philosophy background? Have you studied it? Have you read about it? Uh, here and there, I wouldn't say so much study, but, you know... I put it into, I put it in my mind, I put it into consideration certain things that I learned. Would you consider yourself like an a- academic <clears throat> or just someone who's thoughtful? Mm. Probably someone that's thoughtful. <clears throat> yeah, so like, my like general like point for like this uh, podcast was supposed to be like, uh, interviewing someone who's also smart but that hasn't necessarily been like almost indoctrined by like college viewpoints you know because okay. like, there's, there's a certain like way of thinking at college that gets you a good grade right, right. you know which like sucks to say but, but like you pretty much have to like think and write a certain way for like gotcha. to get a certain grade and like you know it affects you over time the more you fake it the more it's gonna like affect you you know right right um so we're gonna be talking about just like uh We'll talk briefly about, like, what knowledge is, just to get, like, a small background on it, so that way you understand, like, the testimony side of it. Okay. And then, um, so I'll basically start off with just, like, asking him about the topic, getting his initial thoughts, and then, um, basically saying what all these, uh, philosophers say on the topic to see if he changes his viewpoint, see if I change my viewpoint, um, and then at the end, like, hopefully we both come out of this with some, with some new understandings, per se. <clears throat> How's that sound? Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll learn something new today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I, you know, maybe you won't. Maybe I will. Hey. You know. Hey, we both win. Um, I just think it's important because, like, uh, we'll talk later. There's there's a term called like echo chambers. Um, basically, it's just like a closed bubble of information that tries to keep other types of information out, like things that contradict themselves, okay. and like. To a certain extent, in my viewpoint, I feel like college is an echo chamber. And I'll, like, go over that more later. But um, I just wanted to let the listeners know <laughs> about that first. Um, gotcha. yeah. So first, we're just going to start off with, like, what is knowledge? Um, what, like, the classical belief is on it? Um, just, like, real quick, just so you can get, like, a base on it. Um, so how, what is knowledge to you? Like, how do you arrive at knowledge? Just, like, a quick answer for this one, because this is, like... Information. Knowledge is like uh information that that matters to you really is something that you know i guess and to break down the word you know it's something (laughs) that you know just information you know know, it's something you can use for yourself how do you know that you have knowledge how do you arrive at knowledge you know maybe your actions your actions can speak for your knowledge um plan things out and do things certain kind of way with a certain kind of system or program so like some type of experience Right. That proves <clears throat> something. Right. Yeah. Like that kind of. That's or a certain kind of trial and tribulation <clears throat> stuff like that. Okay. 
So, like, there's the, like, classical thinking of what knowledge is and how you would get to it from the classical belief, which is uh, pre-Gidier. Uh, Gidier is just philosopher. I'm going to say these names. You don't need to, like, remember the names, really. Um, I'm saying this for the listeners. <laughs> uh, there's this guy named, like, Gidier. He, like, changed the whole thought process of it. But, like, the classical belief of knowledge is that you need to have justification. Okay. It needs to be true. And you have to actually believe what you're thinking or saying for it to be knowledge. You know, for, so, like, for instance, like, um, this table is black, you know? Like, my justification is I see it. It's true because it's black. You know, maybe it's, like, a really dark purple. I don't know. But, you know, it's, like, a black or a dark purple. <laughs> right. Um, and then, like, I truly believe that. So, like, then I arrived at knowledge, right? Okay, yeah. That's, like, yeah. that's like the classical way of thinking. And, like, <clears throat> when, you, when you believe something... Yeah, you need to, like, believe it and have, um, like, evidence. Evidence, justification. And... Yeah, and it needs to be true at the end. Right. Um, you know, so, like, if I were to say, like, this is white because my brain isn't functioning right, right, it wouldn't be knowledge because my brain is, like, I'm just seeing it white, you know, when it's not really white. You know, that wouldn't be knowledge in this case, right? Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, obviously, like, that has its issues, too, but I don't want to go too, too deep into that, but... Um, Yo, I just kind of want you to get you in this train of thinking of, like, how certain people get to knowledge, you know? Like, they're, they're, like people, like, really try to break it down, right? You know? <clears throat> and the justification and belief parts are kind of the more important part about that for what we're going to be talking about. So we're going to be talking about, like, testimony, specifically, uh, like, why it's relevant right now. Uh, testimony is just, like, anything I say to you, if I text you, if I write it down and you read it, um whatever type of communication, you know, a book, newspaper, that's all testimony, you know, media, that's all testimony, because essentially just someone's telling you right. that it's the truth, right. you know. Um, I have Nagel's definition of testimony. Um, so he says, like, in the realm of knowledge, many of our prized possessions come to us secondhand. We rely on others for our grasp of everything from the geography of distant places to mundane facts about lives of our friends. Um, if we couldn't use other sources, we would lose our grip on topics as diverse as ancient history, except what we could discover through our own personal archaeological expeditions um, and celebrity weddings unless we start getting invited. So like, that's what Nagel says about it. Um, Nagel also says like some philosophers believe that testimony never gives you knowledge it's never justification for knowledge you know it never supports anything like you need to have your own experiences to right. back something up you know right. um and you said that's that's what that the previous guy that you're talking about you said? yeah this guy nagel uh just some philosopher <laughs> <laughs> um and i feel that also comes with your experience in life too Mm -hmm. What have you gone through? What kind of traumas you've been through? It's just like, what can you believe? You know what I mean? What has, what has broken your, like, emotional state, yeah. should I say? And then there is uh, this philosopher named John Locke as well. Uh, Nagel talks about him in his chapter. Um, do, you, do you know, are you familiar with the name John Locke? Uh, he was, like, an inspiration for, like, our government and our, like, founding documents and stuff. It was, like... But, yeah. Uh, so, like, he's actually rooted in, like the history of the U.S. Okay. to a certain extent, too, or at least his thinking is. He's really old. Okay. Um, and 
he says that there's a complex formula for determining the perfect rational degree of confidence in testimony. Okay. So, like, he has six steps, and that is to weigh the number of witnesses to this event. So, like, how many testimonies you essentially got to it. Right. You know, uh, their integrity, you know, so you're judging them by their character. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, their skill. So, how accurately can they depict it? You know? Um... <clears throat> Uh, the purpose they have in supplying the, the testimony, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the internal consistency of what is conveyed and the circumstances of your hearing it. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and whether there is any contrary testimonies. Mm-hmm. You know? So that second to last is like, how much do you pretty much know about the situation? Is that what that the con- Contrary testimony would be like, so, like, what led to the event of you hearing the testimony right. would be what that means, I guess. Yeah. Um, let's go here. Integrity is one thing that I really need to, like, I look, really, I look at who really that the character is. I, mm-hmm. I, I look at that a lot. So you put a lot of weight into their integrity? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty so, much. like, I feel like habits can really explain a lot of things, too, about a person. Their like, habits. Yeah. yeah, like certain habits, like at work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When you see certain people do certain things, just certain habits, and I kind of, that kind of knowledge of that integrity, mm-hmm. it will kind of tell me, you know, what I should believe a little bit more, a little bit less. But I still, at the end of the day, you know, I still gotta get work done. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, it's like, you know, in the back of my head, I, I keep notes. So, like, you were saying earlier, though, that testimony, like, never leads you to knowledge. You need your own experience to get there, right? Like, that's kind of what you were saying earlier. But right. now but now you're kind of saying, like, if they had good character, right. you're more likely to believe their testimony and take it in as knowledge. More likely. More likely. You know, it, but like, still more likely also, to believe it. Yeah, more say. likely. But not you know? to the conclusion. Not okay. to the conclusion, but more likely towards it. You know what I mean? Okay. 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 Um, so, like, that's a very reductionist way of thinking. <laughs> uh, so, reductionists broadly believe that for testimony-based beliefs, you need to be justified, and they also need to have some independent aspect to believe some part of testimony. So, like, they need to have their own evidence. You know, like you were saying earlier, you know? Right. Like, okay. they, need, they need to have seen it happen, or seen the lipstick on her cheek, you know, or something like that, you know, uh-huh. some, some, something like, you need, you need your own experience, you know, right, right, more than someone just telling you it happened, right, you right, know? right, you saw the footprints in the snow that led to the killer or something, you know, something right. like that, you know, right. you need to see something with their own eyes, yeah, experience it, <clears throat> um, so like, what do you think is one shortcoming to that way of thinking, though? Shortcoming that is, I mean, it, it, it oh, oh, it, it'll be hard to you to really, because you, you just actually never be able to take someone's testimony. Yeah. At you, heart. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, you think of like, do you really think that way though? You know, like, does that is that really how you go? Like, you never just believe something someone told you. Like, what if like at my work, like someone told you like, hey, this person's not wearing a mask. Would you be like, ah, are they really not wearing a mask? And then have to, like, check on them first to believe it? Or would you just yeah. believe it right away? You know? Uh, by the way, we, we used to work together. I don't know if I said that earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I mean, I always check. I always check. I always look at the but camera. But be- before you check, right? Do you just not believe that they? The you, initial do thought. You, do you think those people are just? Do you think I would be just lying to you about that? No. You know. I guess through this past experience and everything about like you know what happens a lot, you know. So you would take testimony at some value sometimes. Yes. You, you're just very strict on it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I pick and choose my battles pretty mm-hmm. much. I, you know, I I feel like there's a time and place for everything. You know, I, I try to use, you know, you know. Yeah. Um, so, like, being, like, an all-out skeptic of testimony, you know, like, never, never believing. I'm not saying, like, this is what you are, but, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just kind of where we came from, you know? Right. Um, so, like, an all-out skeptic would always have to, like, find their own evidence for everything that ever happened, you know? So, like, they would never believe Europe is a place till they go there. Right. You know? Right. Do you believe Europe is a place? I do believe Europe. Have you been there? I have not been there. You know? So, like, that's that's yeah. a testimony some, some guy who wrote a geography book or a map told you. Right. Basically. And you don't know anything about that person. No. Other than that other people believe him. Mm-hmm. You know? Other right. people judge his character to be correct. Right. Right. You know? Um, so I think that's like a key thing though like just like thinking about like um, like how you get to testimony and like what those barriers are for you mm-hmm. or, or how you get to knowledge through testimony <laughs> um, so then let's move on to the next one um, so then the next one would be how do you go through testimony from people you think are your friends you know, Ooh, go back to integrity and really uh, look at who they are, and also past experience that I've experienced with them. Um, so you say, how much do I believe in testimonies of my friends? Yeah, Is that the question? yeah. Okay, you know. I mean, I feel like it, there's there's pretty much no difference than what I would treat. No difference would, at all. Maybe a slight difference. Maybe I have a little bit of sympathy and things like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I, 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 in the back of my head, I think it will still be the same. Mm-hmm. There's just maybe a little bit of sympathy and a little bit of more, you know, like, yeah, a little bit more sympathy. You know what I mean? And empathy, whatever. Yeah. Um. Let's know. let's say like, let's say you saw like a couple fighting like in public. You don't know either of them right. at all. Right. And you saw them fighting, and, like, the dude is, like, really yelling at the chick, right? right. Like, just really, like, in, not, not, like, hitting her, punching her, and just, like, really yelling at her, you know? And you, like, you kind of step in, and you're like, hey, man, like, you know, like, you know, like, would you, like, you'd, like, step in probably, right? You'd be like, hey, man, like, you're being, like, a little bit much, like, I don't want right. this going out of hand, you know? Right. Like, just, like, hey, like, back off a little bit, like, mm-hmm. you're obviously, like, scaring her, you know, whatever, you know, something like that, right? Right. Um, and, like, what if, what if after that he told you, oh, she deserves it? Would you believe him? Or would you still try to break it up? I would still try to break it up. But you wouldn't feel as, as good about breaking it up anymore? I mean, yeah. I mean, it takes it down a little bit, but at the same... Uh, it would take it down a little bit, but I would still try to stop it. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Let's yeah. say, on the other hand, that dude is like your closest friend. So, let's say that dude's your closest friend. You don't know about that situation specifically, but you know about the relationship and stuff. And, like, you, you see him just yelling at the girl. And he's like, oh, you know, he's never done that before. He's uh-huh. never yelled at this girl like that. And, like, for some reason, he's yelling at her now. Are you still just as likely to believe that he, 
are you are less likely to like like if he just said like oh she deserves it you know would you just take that to heart right away more than just the stranger no i mean i'll, I'll i mean i'll you know i mean obviously like you would break up a fight you right know, or you know, something I'll break like that it up. But, like uh, yeah you know like in your mind like would you like have some different thought process because he's your friend yeah i guess i would and why's that because it's your friend. Not really. You know, it's the same exact actions, everything. But like, yeah. but like you, you know, you you know him. You might trust him a little bit more. Uh-huh. You know his, you know his character is probably a little bit better. He's never right. yelled at this girl. You know, like you can take all that into account. Like you, you know, you have that relationship where like you should probably just trust him because he's your friend. You don't want to be mm-hmm. mad at you. You know, all these right. things taken into account. Like, right. would your thought process? Your thought process would like objectively probably be different. Right. right? Um. Well. I don't know. Or most people even, you know, yeah. even like thinking broader, do you think other people would act differently, you know? I feel like other people definitely would act differently. Yeah. Definitely. But I feel like Yeah, I probably should be saying this more in a broad sense than just asking like what you would do. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. Cause like everybody's different, you know, but like right. generally, you know, like when someone has like a friend, they're probably like more likely to believe yeah. them, trust them, definitely you know, take them take their testimony definitely. at heart, you know, at face. Oh, now it's getting serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he had to empty his hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, in short, there are demands of our friendship for us to owe a friend the benefit of the doubt. You know? Like, there's kind of like, there's that thought process for a lot of friends, at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can, they um, so, like, Stroud claims that friendship is essentially a blind spot for our search of knowledge. You know? Yeah. Because, like, essentially, like, there is no reason to um, assume they're right other than their character. But their character doesn't have much to do with the situation specifically, you know? Um, you know, what if your best friend told you, oh, I saw the sky sky whale the other day flying above my house. Yeah. You know, like, and if you don't believe me, like... I'm gonna hurt you, or, like, I'm not gonna be friends with you. You know, like, something, you know... Alright, right, it doesn't have to be, like, that serious, but, you know, you're thinking, like... They just flat out tell you a lie, you know, but, like, they, like, need you to believe it, you know? Yeah, like, right. everybody's even had their friends lie to them before, and they believed it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, like, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of times where you never even realized they lied to you. Yeah. You know, Definitely. but they were trying to do that to, for whatever reason, you know? Right, right. Alright, so we'll move on to the next topic. You know, yeah, I used to, you know, like, when I would sit by myself sometimes, you know, it's, you know, a few years back... I used to think that a lot too, like, friendship does cloud knowledge yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, it's just like, man, this is crazy, y'all. I mean, even think of it like, if you have like a group project or something, like back mm-hmm. in high school or something. Right, you know, right. And like your friend says, no, this is the right answer, and you're saying like, no, this is the right answer. Mm-hmm. You know, some people will get mad at you for like disagreeing with them, period, even. So, you know, you, you might just be like, all right, we'll put down what you want put down if it shuts you up, if it doesn't make you mad, you know, that type of thing, even. Right, right. Definitely. Which, you know, you probably get that a lot at work, even. Yeah. You know, with uh, like the co workers. Like, like, yeah, like, you don't like like a lot of them, but like, you're generally, you know, generally like friend, friendly with all of them. You want to keep that positive relationship to a certain extent with a lot of them, you know? Definitely. definitely. But then, like, when they tell you something shitty, sometimes you can just, like, bite your tongue and be like, alright, I'll just, I'll try to believe you. You know, like, I'll try, even though, like, I know that, like, there's no reason to believe you whatsoever, like, I might just try to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Yeah. You know, and then there's that blind spot because of that, you know. Yeah. Alright. 
Anything else to say on that topic? Or? No, no. no. So the next topic is something called epistemic bubbles and echo chambers. This is the thing I mentioned earlier. I'll explain it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Epistemic. I don't even know what um, that means. Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stemic. I, I, I'm guessing it's like a structure. Epistemic. Stemic. Uh, I'm thinking like a structure when I think stemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like epistemology is like the study of knowledge. Epistemic is just short for that. It's kind of just like thinking it was like a substitute for knowledge, I guess. Okay. So like knowledge bubbles, you know. Okay. Um. So basically, like the difference between an epistemic bubble and an echo chamber. So an epistemic bubble bubble is when other relevant voices and or evidence is left out or discredited on accident. So like you're not personally leaving stuff out. Okay. Um, but an echo chamber, on the other hand, is where you leave out relevant information due to distrust. Okay. okay. Uh, so, like, just some definitions. You, you got, you understood that then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Nugan, New, N-G-Y-U-A-N. Wean. Wean. Yeah, yeah. Vietnamese. Wean. Wean, yeah. Uh, portrays the difference by stating that in epistemic bubbles, other voices are not heard. In echo, echo chambers, other voices are actively undermined. It is crucial to keep these phenomena distinct. Okay. Um, so, like, give me, like, an example you think of, like, some bubble that you've seen, you, or you're, maybe even you're in, you know, or some echo chamber or anything like that, you know? So, uh, <laughs> uh, so like, they were saying, like, this person believes that friendship places, like, stressors on the analysis of knowledge. Places stressors? Stressors, yeah. So, like, like a person so, like, it, it like, it harms your analysis of knowledge, you know, it like, it's like threatening to break your analysis, you know, Definitely. it changes your analysis, Definitely. you know, um, friendship can give us reasons to think, these are Stroud's words still, <laughs> friendship can give us reasons to think our friends are tr trustworthy beyond what our usual epistemic reason we have to arrive at a belief. These same reasons do not extend to non-friends. The first reason is serious scrutiny that we may get due to negative claims about our friends. You know, it's like they might judge you for not just believing you. Mm -hmm. You know, because right. there's, there's kind of that contract where, like, you're like, come on, man, like, we're close. Like, how are you going to take this other person's side? Right. You know, how are you going to, like, not believe what I'm telling you just because, like, you don't have your own experience, you know? Like, you haven't been there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have any other evidence other than that testimony, you know? And, like, they might judge you for just not taking it. Yeah. Um, we tend to to devote more energy to proving our friends right than believing their wrongs. I feel like that's a pretty big thing, too. Like, yeah. do you have any, like, comments about that? Mm-hmm. And so are you asking me, like, an example as in, like... Just, you know, something you could think of, like, that might fit that, maybe in your personal life or globally or whatever. You know, someone you might know or something... I feel like a lot of people with the ego chamber, I feel like there's a lot of people. I feel like that's more of a, that's, like, mostly everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, not mostly, but a, a good amount of people that just are very, you know, they don't trust anything, and they just want to believe what they want to believe. Yeah. To make themselves feel better. So, like, one example in class that he, uh, we read about a lot was, uh, just like the internet in general mm -hmm. um so like you, you you know like uh how google like the algorithm for google works like they just kind of push to you what they think will get the most clicks 
you know, right? So, like, they kind of have, like, a profile for you mm -hmm. on Google, and it, like, tends to send you more stuff that they think you like. Right. right. You know? Right. Oh, I can say an example for Echo Chamber with me with uh, stocks and versus forex trading. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always told, you know, I was always, when I studied it, you know, that um, just don't go into stocks with the knowledge that you know with forex. I mean, it's not going to be the same. It's going to mess up my uh, thought process mm -hmm. of how to really, like, uh, trade properly and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, that's like a eco chamber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it would be, like, you and your group of, like, friends that you traded with and your, like, cousin or something. You said, you know, and, like, you know, you were kind of just relaying your own information to each other and not right. trusting what other people said. Right, you know? yeah. Yep. What, what That's pretty much... How did you get to the point of dismantling that? Um... You know, kind of more believing, like... You know, I'm not saying, like, you 100% believe in stocks or anything, but, you know, like, you kind of came over a new leaf a little bit. Right, you know? I believe there's potential. Um, it's just that I personally don't know much about it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I stand It's just like If I don't know much about it I'm not going to go into it What, what made I, you accept it though? That that it might be a better option Or maybe just, a good option even. I see people making money off of it You know I see certain people You know You know You saw some other information There's a lot of people saying uh, Yes yeah, I know? see a lot of information Justification of it you Stuff like that You, but, almost, you trusted Other yeah, sources Yeah You know Yeah But like you know A lot of people would You know talk about it And stuff like that But like Yeah also Seeing it done, that you know, I know that there's potential. I, I see that there's potential, but um, but yeah, yeah, that's like an eco chamber for me. Yeah. Um, so like, how do you say that name? Win, 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 win. Um, you know, I'm just like calling you every time that name comes <laughs> up because you say it a lot better than me. <laughs> uh, the main barrier for this is what win <laughs> calls epistemic laziness. You know, okay. so you're too lazy to find the correct knowledge. Right. Um, so dismantling a echo chamber. So that's for a epistemic bubble, a knowledge bubble. For an echo chamber, um, to dismantle an echo chamber, one must have an epistemic rebirth, almost, and learn to trust more testimony sources. Because that's basically like what you were saying. You know, uh, so like you kind of had this change of mindset to a certain extent you start trusting other sources you know right. maybe you were like you know maybe not 100% wrong maybe there's 90% wrong you know right. <laughs> or like you know like it doesn't have to be like all 100% even you know right. it's just like that little bit that you start trusting them you know yeah yeah um so there's kind of this so going with testimony still um let's say that you were a complete novice you don't know shit about a certain top stuff about a certain topic right and you had two experts telling you different information and they were both supplied the same evidence they came up with a different conclusion mm. how would you go about believing one or the other oh man to complete strangers that I don't mm -hmm. know you know like when I started at Hoo like you and Karis were both like uh, like experts on the grill mm -hmm. to me you know mm -hmm. like you both had your merits he was there for three years you've been doing hibachi for six years you know you were moving up at the time you know all that stuff like how would you go about navigating like which expert to believe right right and in, in this example you're like like straight off like initial thought right mm -hmm. yeah i mean you would have time to think you know and right all that but... i feel like you know like actions you know like what uh Kind of results 
what kind of results so yeah. they have to like they have to prove themselves so yeah. like, you're going by their track record almost yeah, yeah. results any any other things even well, integrity integrity really and um but you, you don't really like know their character Right, like, exactly. That character, character's right. the same, so you can't really say anything about like right. their integrity. They're complete strangers. I don't se. know them. But you could look up their their, their history in this. I would right. say, you know. Yeah, I could look up their results and what they, what kind of credentials they have, blah blah blah. And there's also still that blind spot where it's like, like, you know, like who are they? Did you just start snoring? You fall asleep over there? No. <laughs> 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 Um, so this guy, Goldman, uh, he goes up, he puts down five ways of navigating this. Um, so you can take into account arguments presented by other experts other than those two. Okay. You know, it's so like, that'd be like me asking like, a witness? Time, like Nicole or Kyle right. or something, you know, because those were experts when I first started there. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are my bosses. Um, <laughs> um, <coughs> You could take into account who agrees with each expert. Mm-hmm. Um, you could take into account appraisals by meta experts. So, like, if you were to look up like Gordon Ramsay on what hibachi should end up like, like he's like a meta expert. You know, yeah. like he's kind of like a step above those experts. He he knows like all of cooking, not right. just stir fry or something. You know, or like right. I'm not saying like either of you just know mm-hmm. that, but like you know, just mm-hmm. as a right, right. Um, you could take into account the experts' interests and biases when it pertains to the question the at hand. Um, and then lastly, like you were saying, you could take into account their track record. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I just think it's, like, interesting. Like, you come to, the, like, some of the conclusions that they're, they know here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, like, you don't necessarily know how to put it in, like, words, words yeah. to a certain extent. But, like, you're, you're, like, on the same track as, like, a lot of these people, you know? So like that's just interesting to me that like it, it's almost like common knowledge to a certain extent but like almost like unconscious common knowledge you right, know right, <laughs> like right. uh so that's just interesting to me um definitely but do you think there's any other ways to navigate the situation that's not listed on here or that i just listed um i mean i i also personally take into account like i mean body language you know, just stuff like that. Just physical yeah, body yeah. language. I mean, that's that, that's me too. Like, yeah, that's, I, that's I don't super fully, interesting. I don't fully believe myself. Like, I would say it's a 50-50 thing. But also, I, I take into account a lot of things. Like, you know, just certain kind of body language things I take into account. Yes. And I keep, and I, I keep account of that. Like, I, I, I weigh it out at the end of things. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. Uh... Because there was nothing mentioned in any of our readings about how they say something or how they look when they're saying something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's super interesting. Like, these are the type of things that I was trying to, like, right, right. get, you know? You know, actually, like, no, was... no one ever talked about any of these about, like, what, how the person is saying it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, their body, like, their psychology, their behavior right, to right. it, you know? Like, the, and, the, like, that strikes with me a lot because I'm studying psychology, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I plan on going in the field and everything. Definitely. Yeah, I was and actually going to say something about that earlier, but I was like, should I? No, go ahead. Yeah, you say I was like, you I say was, anything, anything. Because yeah. I, I really do take that into consideration. Mostly, it's really the integrity, you know, like body language, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, integrity, body language, just track record, just results. Yeah. So uh, 
this guy Feldman, uh, he has a uniqueness theory, it's called. Um, mm -hmm. And basically, he only believes that there should only be one solution anyways. So, like, there should only be one, uh, like, ending to the story. Like, there should be only one conclusion for every evidence. Um, so, like, he states, okay. a body of evidence justifies at most one proposition out of a competing set of propositions. So, like, one theory out of competing theories. Right. You know? Right. Um, can, uh, can, I mean, can several theories be the same? Like, can, can, well, they can, just be the same. Think it. Think it hard, guys. I was listening. Listeners. Listeners. <laughs> thinking really hard right now. Um, so then, on the other hand, this person, Kelly, takes disagreement as a higher order evidence that your belief may not be true. So just because another expert disagree disagrees with one expert, she would say that neither of them are probably correct. Neither of them are correct? Yeah, she would, she would take evidence that since neither of them, uh, or like she would take evidence not to believe either right. because they're disagreeing. Because they're, they're disagreeing. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, like when I first started again, and like it was between you and like Harris, like mm -hmm. I would, like by her thought process, I would say, there's probably something more to this. There's probably something they're both missing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that would, like, come in her head. Mm -hmm. His or her, Kelly. Right, right. <laughs> um, I feel that. I mean, yeah. I mean, what did I say in the beginning? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, in the beginning, you were saying that you would never even take someone's testimony, <laughs> like, as evidence. You would always need your own evidence, almost. Yeah. You know, you, don't, you were basically saying, like, it only leads you to finding knowledge, not giving you justification for knowledge um i feel like you know i have been learning and i still will be like saying, sorry testimony testimony the um, why you would believe someone um yeah the why i feel like that comes with my experience of life too like what i've gone through and like what made me come to this conclusion mm -hmm. you know like before i probably believed anybody that everything said like anybody any, anybody said but mm -hmm. through my trial and tribulations it's just like now I don't believe certain things just because I don't know what's true mm -hmm. I really don't know 100% what's yeah, true yeah. so I feel like this is like you know giving me you know more knowledge more <laughs> you know it's giving me more you know it's giving me more it's something to think about you know, adding on to what I just think about every day, you know, like an everyday thought, like a morning, night, everyday, daydream kind of thing. I mean, like, yeah, it's stuff that I think about all the time, too. Um, that was like one of those moments where you're like, oh, that's why that movie's called that. You know, you're like more knowledgeable. Yeah. It's right. like, oh, that's why the movie's called right. that. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's, 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 that's how I feel. Yeah, you know? that's how I feel about this. It's like, yeah. That's why it's Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> um. Would you navigate how you how how you believe a friend differently because mm. of what was said? Mm. Nah. No. Nah. No. I feel like I'll, I still try to defuse the situation, but I still kind of keep things like you know like you know, the same as if it was for anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, try to keep it fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Are you going to be more aware of epistemic bubbles and echo chambers in the future? Yes. Actually, yes. That is something that I appreciate a lot of learning <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. You think that'd be pretty useful to most people? Hmm? You think that'd be pretty useful to most people? Yeah, definitely. 
definitely useful to most people just because like everybody's in I feel like everybody's such in a in a state of distrust mm-hmm. yeah I mean I don't know I don't know cause you know in my lifetime right now maybe I feel like you know I'm gonna say like like right now it feels like everybody but I feel like it's always been like this mm-hmm. it's always been like this yeah. and it's like it's just now me knowing about it I would almost say it's worse now that, or better now that we have the internet yeah, you know, it was almost harder to break those echo chambers mm-hmm. before the internet. You Definitely. Know? So, yeah, like, um, for example, back in Laos, like, back when my parents were kids, I mean, they didn't have anything from the outside world. Mm-hmm. But now kids over there right now, they know what's going on in the world now because they have the internet. Yeah. You know, but it's it's still a rural area. It's still a village. How would you navigate an expert versus expert um, mm. dilemma? I guess, or debate or whatever. (laughs) Well, for initial, like, initial thought, like, in the moment kind of thing, like, without, you know, results. Well, not not, not without results, without, like, further action. Mm -hmm. I would try to, like, just do body language integrity and... Yeah, I thought that was super interesting, yeah. Yeah, and try to look for results, too, like, track records, but... Because, I mean, I'm trying to eliminate that thought of, you know, further seeing their actions, you know I mean? Just right there in that moment, Mm -hmm. like, what... What, how would I really decide um, yeah just body language and integrity and yeah track record one sentence like real quick what, what, what would be the thing that you would say you were, are going to try to change or not even you know? <coughs> you know my buddy Dylan was just talking <laughs> to me about this shit you know? I would do something like that too you know like what would that thing be though would you just be like hey make sure you look for more evidence you know, make yeah. sure you, make sure you're not just looking at the same source. You know, all the time. yeah, and I, you know, I put more uh, short and sweet, man. You know, you know, we never know what's what's what's, what's real in life. You know, what's real? What is real? So, something you can touch, something you can feel. Is that real? Something you know? Is that real? I don't know. You know, leave it up for you to decide. Leave it up for the viewers. <laughs> leave it up to, right. for you to decide. That will be the podcast. <laughs> But uh, what I take from this is, you know, I would say my biggest take from this is what he said actually about the um, body language and stuff. Because like even like, that's like a huge thing in like psychology, you know, uh, to assess someone. And like I never even thought of that when it came to knowledge. You know, I was always in the philosophy mindset. I wasn't, you know, thinking right. And like that's that's like a big reason why I wanted to get someone who wasn't indoctrined into college. You know, right. right. I wanted to get someone outside thinking, outside of our echo chamber you know remember how i was saying earlier like college is somewhat of an echo chamber right that's right. why i wanted to invite someone like you right. someone who's still super smart super thoughtful but just hasn't been to college right definitely hasn't studied philosophy you know you don't like go off reading papers every day like i have been you know type of thing like that's a big reason why i wanted to invite you on my podcast <laughs> thank you i appreciate that you know All i right. appreciate this opportunity uh Learn thank you for your time uh Looking at it right now, this is 56 minutes. Hopefully I can trim it down, but thank you for listening. Uh, Bye. Adios.